0: So, can justice evolve? Can the ideal of weighing and reasoning what is true and right and principled and moral and good and fair grow and evolve? I was looking at the phrase in our principles, justice, equity, and compassion in human relations, and I know that that order is not necessarily intended to be a sequence. But I started playing with the idea about what if it is? Um, and I found it a little kind of fascinating Maybe it's just my age. Maybe it's because I've, I've been a part of so many conversations about incarceration. Maybe it's because I've watched jury selection a few times. Maybe it's because I've known so many individuals who've had to navigate the justice system in one way or another. But when I think of justice, every image that comes up for me has two very distinct, dissimilar, and dynamic sides. Law enforcement and the accused, prosecutors and defense attorneys, laws and and life circumstances, um, whatever it is, there are two sides, and they battle it out somehow. In that system, we show images of justice as being blind. We show the scales of justice as balanced, though we are painfully aware uh, of the imbalances that are present so often, whether in the capacity of someone to att- uh, hire an expensive attorney or to have to deal with the idea of a public defender who they may never see. Many of the people in this congregation would be stricken and not permitted to uh, participate in capital juries. You know, there are biases in place in the system. And it's a binary system. It's this or it's that. And the gray areas are... are few much fewer I think um, but our voices would be absent from part of that process and lately I've been repeatedly running into the problem of dualistic thought we've talked about it in our adult class before uh, Sunday before the Sunday worship service and um, and when I hold it up against the ideals that we so cherish, the seven principles that we share with the Unitarian Universalist Association of Congregations, and those voiced in our unison affirmation, um, you know, that this congregation, for some years back, selected as its vision statement, uh, we've talked about non-dualism in our Sunday class, but if... but. When I hold it against those, the duality doesn't get us there. If justice requires someone sitting in judgment of another, if justice always begins with opposing sides, there is not too terribly much room for it to become a unified or agreeable movement. So can justice evolve? So I said I was thinking about justice, equity, and compassion as, as a possible sequence. If you think about equity in contrast, equity descri- is described as calling on the dictates of conscience, And principles of natural justice, internalized principle. Impartiality moves away from the my side, your side dichotomy and towards a presumption of inalienable inherent worth. My experience is no less meaningful than yours. Privilege is irrelevant in the field of fairness. But let's face it, there's no one among us who is without bias or partiality. None of us. There are individuals with whom we simply better interact and resonate. People who can understand us better and vice versa. People with whom we feel better about ourselves just being around them. We have our sense of self, our habits of thought, feeling and action, and generally become comfortable enough with those habits and biases that unless we are quite intentional about stretching them and becoming something More, seeing from the perspectives that aren't most comfortable for us, that aren't part of our habitual circle, odds are we'll bounce back into our habits, default back into those things that are comfortable for us. Um, So, can justice evolve? Can we learn to be fair? Can we learn to be impartial? I listened recently to a couple of songs I wrote some years ago and was really kind of surprised at how different my thinking is now. I would not feel comfortable writing that anymore. Or at least not performing it, you know. I, I because I think it lifts up something that while it was absolutely suited to it, its stage in my life and was attempting to speak for the values that, that are part of what we share, from the perspective it was written, it was written defiantly in a, in a tone that would alienate the people I most want to change the minds of. I often talk about like I it's, it seems to me that I say this to everybody that I feel a lot like I'm riding two separate horses you know with one foot on each back and sometimes I think maybe they're kangaroos but um and maybe that's not any different for me than it is for other people but um I was at a gathering Wednesday morning which was very slimly attended because of the weather um, and it's not usually that small a group. The expressed purpose of this group is to talk about um, issues that are not comfortable across uh, talking about them across racial lines, and and we bring up things that typically we avoid because we, we know there's going to be a difference of opinion, and this is even with moderates, you know, and. A man came that I didn't know, and he started in rather quickly asking me my position on a couple of topics, um, about which he made his view apparent, but not in any sort of adamant or insistent way. It was just kind of clear where he stood on these topics. Now, once upon a time, I would have jumped in with both feet, defending the view that I have had on those issues. And this is a recent development. That I didn't because I could understand at least a little bit of both sides. It's not just that I could hear it. It's that I understood a little bit of both. And so instead of really responding directly to him, I tried to answer with a story Um, that I thought spoke to why this was such a difficult topic. I don't know if it accomplished anything or not, but for me to try a different approach was was growing for me. For me not to jump on the things that I am most automatic to defend and to actually try to find try to find a way that might be useful in communicating across that divide was new. I still have a whole lot to learn. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I'm in the baby pool here. And I found myself at least still partially more closely aligned with my own views. And I think that was apparent maybe in my explanation. But it was not expressed in a way that automatically shuts the door. So, can justice evolve? I read recently that uh, Richard Rohr said this in a daily reflection, and I want to know if you think it's true. Is it true that any initial understandings of social justice only began to emerge in the last century? I think social justice, the way we think about it, absolutely did emerge in the last century. The reasons that people did things um, before were not the same, and our sense of of trying to elevate everyone is not something that was just a part of social structure or human. Consciousness and intention two, three, four, ten, twenty centuries ago. Justice, impartiality, equity, fairness, and then compassion. If our justice system moved towards functioning from a ground of compassion rather than of revenge, rather than punitive behavior, like Susan's story was talking about, if it, it could it it could change. It could change people's lives. It could change our society, and it could certainly slim down our incarceration problem. As our reading from Dr. King suggested, all of us ought to be maladjusted to hatred and bitterness that can never cure the disease of fear because only love can do that. We must evolve for all human conflict a method which rejects revenge, aggression, and retaliation. That foundation, the foundation of such a method is love love and compassion the third piece of that series the thing that we lift up first as we stand together we unitarians have had a long love affair with our reasoning and our intellect and and for quite some time now uh, i'm afraid it has come at the expense of some of our other com- capacities And maybe I can only notice this because I'm not as smart as you guys. Um, Yes, we have stood for justice. We have fought for human rights and social justice in any number of forms and in any number of forums. And we still do. But the kind of love that Dr. King spoke about is profound, profound. And not to be acquired by reasoning. It will be a matter of evolution. Spiritual evolution. We may be able ourselves to walk at least nearer the threshold of that dream's manifestation if we're intentional about it. Our generation has served to move the arc forward. Our generations have served to move the arc forward. And maybe it's not an arc, a simple arc. Maybe it's a spiral. And we have to go where things look like we're going backwards, but it's not the same stream. I am perfectly willing to acknowledge that the ark is longer than my lifetime. But I very much want to do all I can to move it along while I'm here. And I'm learning that that means opening places in my own spirit that I have guarded and defended and fortified for a very long time. And chipping away at those kinds of things can be tedious and a long process. And I will have to be vigilant in my efforts. Justice not only can evolve, it will. The question that remains is will we evolve with it?